The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tech Cat Show. It's a chilly December as we all get prepared for the holidays, and I think it's very fitting that we talk a little bit today about social good, that is, organizations that are helping charities get the word out and do things that better our society. And one of my dearest friends in the world is actually driving this social good world. I'm calling her the do-gooder, and that is Miss Amber J. Lawson, who is the founder and CEO of Good Amplify. Let's have a hand for Amber J. Lawson. So Amber J is a a very connected, well-known entertainment executive who's basically taking her knowledge of the industry and content creators and really that whole YouTube world and social media world and using it to help nonprofits drive awareness and build audiences and really expand their bases using all of this great content and social media because understanding how to play in this space is important for any business, whether you're a not-for-profit or, or for-profit. And so what you're really doing with Good Amplified is helping to position these companies in this space. So tell us a little bit about your background, because um, you, you come from a lot of different pieces of the puzzle. <laughs> Why, yes, I do, Lori H. Schwartz. You're, um, you're a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's interesting because uh, I was I was uh, talking with a reporter yesterday about this and she was sourcing like where do-gooding came from. And I looked to my family. Um, my mom has always been a do-gooder and, um, you know, uh, helping others, engaging in charity, whether it's at church or at um at my sorority and college, it's always been kind of a through line in my life. So it's interesting that it bubbled up into my, now my business and merging all my passions into one. Um, so I would say specifically when this kind of bubbled up was, uh, after I left AOL. So I'd been running a lot of different digital networks like mania TV and Babblegum, And then I went and ran all the content for AOL. And when I left AOL, I, I was just searching for, um, kind of purpose. And I think, you know, people hit this at, at different times in their lives. But um, I was like, this making money is awesome. And I'm all about that. But there has to be a bigger end game than just making more money, right? So how do you create? Really? A, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, but how do you create a business that you can sustain your lifestyle or, you know, um, your way of living, but is, and is tapping your talents, but has a bigger impact on the planet. And kind of our first iteration of that was um, Comedy Gives Back, which I did with two of my best friends. And we 
create uh, comedy events around the planet across platforms that raise money for different charities. But um, And we're still doing that, and that's amazing, and there's big news coming out around that very soon. But it's really not scalable, right? It takes a lot of people, a lot of hours, and a lot of focus to make that happen. And I was looking to do good at scale. And that's how we created Good Amplified, which is the only MCN exclusively servicing nonprofits on YouTube. And And Amber J, can you take a step back and just explain what a MCN is so everybody understands? Yes. Um, It is a new term and a term that is, frankly, evolving (laughs) every day. But uh, a multi-channel network or MCN is, so you you have a YouTube channel and I have a YouTube channel and they have a YouTube channel and we all join together as multi channels and form a network. And so there are different kinds of these multi-channel networks out in the world now. Um, there's kind of the generalists, which are maker studios in full screen, where they have a whole bunch of different kinds of creators. And then you have um, niche uh, MCNs like Machinima, which is all gamers, or um, there's Me Too, which is Latin, or there are fashion and um, there's health health uh, MCN. So, so all the uh, traditional content verticals that publishers and creators are, are basically building for audience to gather around. Right. So some, so some are, you know, uh, the point is, is you bring all of these channels together in order to um, have more power or impact when it comes to advertising and leveraging the platform to create solutions for problems you may have. Um, it drives potentially more audience. Um, and then it ups your CPMs when you are working with advertisers. And, th- and that's basically the, the cost of a user. And that means that eyeballs have watched your ad, basically. Um, so when you when you set out to to create... Good Amplified, did you sit down with folks at YouTube and say, you know, I want to do this? Or is it more like you do this as a business and then you're obviously in partnership with YouTube because they're a distribution portal, per se? Well, well, it's a little of both. So when I first had this idea, I went to Alex Carlos, um, the head of YouTube Originals, and um, shared my idea. We spitballed ideas back and forth. And then um, we went off and, and started to create it. And we spent about a year in stealth mode gathering information from the nonprofits. Because the difference in um, kind of servicing a nonprofit versus a creator is creators are driven by the need to create or to share their story, or to um, become famous, or to show their skill, or to, to drive money. Whereas nonprofits are driven by their mission. And um, it's, it's a, this is a tool in, in reaching that audience, but it's a different driver for them, right? They're not as um, 24-7. Um, some are. But as a as maybe a content creator would be, and that's where good amplified comes in, right? We kind of bridge that gap in creating that constant engagement, how to leverage the platform, learning all the tricks of the trade, 
um, and, and how to use the platform so a nonprofit can benefit and succeed from it. And and when I was growing up, you know, when you thought about nonprofit, you thought about like sort of an older woman who looked like a librarian kind of hanging out in a corner at a desk piled with papers. Yeah. And and not making a lot of money, but like giving her heart and soul to a cause. It's not really that anymore, is it? No, you know, um, I think there's been a shift in the consciousness, especially in the millennial generation of they want to partner with brands that um, are doing good and they want to support organizations that are having an impact on the planet and not really that old school way of you would donate your five or ten dollars to um, whatever and not really know where it went. It is about transparency and um you know, it, it's about action and being in the middle of it and that you have a one-to-one kind of outcome. So my $1 um, inoculates a child and basically saves a light life in Africa from malaria. And that took $1 and I see where my $1 went. And that is really powerful. And that's the power of this kind of shared economy where you're seeing the direct results of your action, whether that's financially or through viewing. When we come back um, after this break, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, so we have this now new understanding of social good and um, people engaging in this new form of charity. What you're really bringing to the table is teaching is teaching these organizations how to leverage modern modern tools. So I'm wondering, what are the trends out there that you're really um, capturing um, to activate um, all of these fabulous uh, charities? And, you, and you've already done some great work with, um, can you name a few of the um, charities you've done some work with already? Oh, yeah. So uh, a big one out of the gate with um, huge success has been um, Make-A-Wish America, as well as Teen Cancer America and the Rett Syndrome um, Research Trust. These are just a couple that are um, in our network who have had kind of breakout success out of the gate. Oh, that's so, so exciting. All right, so we're going to hear more about what um, what Good Amplified and the fabulous Amber J. Lawson has done with those fine organizations to, to make the world a better place when we come back on the Tech Cat Show. Wow. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan and co-host Gisela Gonzalez. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get Amplified. 
If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hello and welcome back to the show. We are talking to the fabulous Amber J. Lawson, digging into social good and her new multi-channel network called Good Amplified. And right before the break, we were getting a little bit into the companies that she's been helping, um, Make-A-Wish, Teen Cancer America, Rhett, uh, Rhett Syndrome Research Trust. So my question for you, Amber J., is, you know, a lot of charities, I don't think, understand the social media world and the YouTube world. So what trends are happening out there that you're sort of helping to bring to them? And, and why? Why is this so important right now? Well, a couple of things. One is... Um, the, you know, the fundraising landscape is dramatically shifting. In fact, I was talking to this institutional uh, nonprofit uh, last week, and, you know, they have seen a drop of $150 million oh my in their annual budget because they are not tapping into the next generation. And so, so like they have walks and the walks are fine, but they're not, they're not generating like a mutter generates, uh, lots of money. And that's the same with YouTube. So, um, what people don't realize is YouTube is the second largest search engine on the planet next to Google who owns YouTube. So (laughs) if you want to show up, I I mean, this is a baseline that I think people are completely missing is say I am searching for help with something. So um, an example of this is um, my friend, his daughter was diagnosed with this rare disease and he went and Googled it because that's what we do as human beings. Now we Google things and nothing credible came up in search. And it wasn't that there weren't organizations out there that could help him and be uh, not only a community, but give him resources, um, you know, lead him down the right path. Um, They just weren't optimized for the platform. And the interesting thing is, you know, you can buy keywords and you can buy, 
you know, search terms in Google. But the faster way, and, you know, I'm sure over time this will not be the case, but the faster way to do it right now is to have your videos from YouTube show up in Google search. And the interesting piece of this is, so here's kind of a flippant (laughs) uh, anecdote. Uh, One of the organizations... um, Washington, the Washington Ballet, their number one uh, watched video is how to make a ballet bun. So <laughs> that's what people search for, right? And that's where people get their first touch point with the Washington Ballet. And that's awesome because then with us, we help program the channel so it leads them down uh, almost like, you know, um, Uh, programming a television network, this leads them into a deeper experience. So they'll watch the How to Make a Ballet Bun, and maybe then they'll watch the Nutcracker, and then they'll watch Barishnikov, and then they'll watch a class, and next thing they know how to do a pas de bourree, tendule, or whatever, and they've watched five videos, and they've been on, on your channel. They haven't gone off into other channels. It's programmed for an experience that creates community, and and we say that Uh, how millennials donate is through their eyeballs or through views. They watch a video. If you're monetizing that, you're making money. You move them down the funnel into sharing it with their network, um, their social network. And then kind of the, the holy grail of it is converting them into a subscriber. Because once they become a subscriber, it's basically the new donation retention program, uh-huh. the donor retention program, because, uh, and that's a big thing in the nonprofit space. They spend a lot of marketing dollars for donor acquisition. So this sounds to me like a regular business, like I'm Macy's and I want to get, you know, loyalist owning a Macy's card, coming to Macy's every day, engaging in the brand. So you're kind of saying that the strategy around this is the same as if you were a profit company. Well, I mean, a nonprofit needs to run like a for-profit company. I mean, they need to think that way. Um, just because they're tax-exempt doesn't mean that they, they throw all business acumen out the window, right? Um, you're building uh, a business. It's just a different classification. And the product is doing good which is awesome, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and when people talk to me about they have a 501c status, what, is, what does that mean? Because that gets tossed around a lot when people are talking about social good and charity. Is that still like you have to get that accreditation to be um, a not-profit? Well, so there's social good and there's nonprofits, right? So social good can be a for-profit company. Like we're a for-profit company. We're a, a social good company um, because A, we're supporting nonprofits and B, we give um, some of that money back to the community and back to the organizations. But a nonprofit in the United States, a 501c3 specifically, um, is is a uh, tax-exempt organization, and they are charitable, religious, educational. You know, they follow certain qualifications, and they apply for this, and they have certain um, ways that they report the income that comes in. And the distinction in in our lens of this is, um, you know, with YouTube, 
the only way to be part of the nonprofit program to take advantage of the suite of tools and the good amplified kind of expertise is to be a 501c3. Now, there are other organizations called 501c4s that are like the super PACs and political um, organizations, and they are tax exempt, but they do not qualify for the YouTube nonprofit program. Okay, so there's a lot of different sort of uh, ways, you know, sort of subtleties about this. But what you're what you're saying is what good amplified. You know, you really have to be a true non nonprofit in order to engage with you guys. Correct. That's our um, that's our expertise, and that's our niche in the market is five hundred one c threes. Oh, that's important. And and when when it comes to YouTube, we all hear so much about the creators and these are the the folks that are publishing this content all the time that now brands are starting to surround and certainly you know even if you're not a millennial or or gen x you've probably heard about you know PewDiePie and just the millions of dollars he's made so is part of what you're doing with good amplified leveraging these you know young million millionaires <laughs> <laughs> who are throwing content up on YouTube every day? Yeah, so uh, as being part of the Good Amplified Network, one of the value adds that we provide is um, is the social good solution for um, all the influencers. So we're partner. We're not competitive with any of the MCNs. We partner with them as the social good solution for their influencers, which means. Um, we will share with um, them uh, when there are various campaigns running. Like we just did um, Conservation International, um, hashtag I Need Nature for the Paris Climate uh, Talks. And they were all part of a visual petition um, at the summit. And, and so it's a way to kind of have these influencers as this industry matures it's kind of the dipping their toe into doing good and how they can um, tap their audiences for causes that they can care that they care about and aligning their brand or their business mission with a uh, a mission or a do-gooding that aligns with who they are as a as a human being or a brand. So if a brand comes to you who's a, prof- a profit brand, but they want to have an association with social good content because, you know, they know that that's the way into their millennial audience, are you helping connect the dots to a, you know, a, a true 501C and then helping to create some engagement on YouTube? Yeah, so we will... Um, Partner, we have uh, other strategic partners who actually can deliver a media campaign, um, and so in a way that brands um, are used to having their campaigns deliver, and then we uh, match them with uh, a five hundred one c three if they don't already have one they're aligned with, and um, with influencers. So all, that kind of whole package. And then ultimately what we become, um, once we have thousands of nonprofits in our network, is, um, is a network that brands can buy into of self-selected do-gooders, which is a, a very sought-after group of people in the brand space. 
Right, because then they get the 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 halo, the social good halo. Yeah. Uh, um, so when you're when you're out there um, navigating, um, are you getting a lot of questions from from brands about what's working? You know, are people starting to call you up and saying, "How do I do this?" Um, I would say we well, the the kind of gap that's happening is. Um, moving people from making content for content's sake to making content that engages Ah, and, and content that will get picked up in the algorithm and in search so that it is earned media and not necessarily you're paying for everything. So uh, it's an evolution in the kind of content that actually uh, causes people to take action. And you, you happen to also be someone that, um, you know, you have uh, other business interests and you also have social media business and you have a real true understanding of how to generate activations in, in that space. So it really takes that, right? Understanding how all these platforms work and how your content will show up in them. It's not just luck, right? There's a strategy to this. Yeah. So we, uh, we work with all of the nonprofits to help them um, create a content strategy, a content calendar, so they are mapped out for the year. It's kind of, it's so basic, but it's so important because it um, it gives you the 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 path to follow, um, and then you can just continue to build on top of that, which. Um, which allows like these nonprofits, that's not what they're thinking about. They're thinking about doing, you know, good, awesome things in the world. And we want to enable that and make the, the content and the stories, right? The most effective form of marketing is storytelling. And every nonprofit has a story to tell. Well, that is a great note to end on for this next break. And when we come back with the fabulous Amber J. Lawson and Good Amplified, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with other tech trends. And I'd love to hear from you about, um, you know, what you play with in your home, because that's always my favorite question to ask guests. You know, what, 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 how is some of this technology impacting their life? And also, um, what's Gen Z up to? Because we talk a lot about millennials, but what's coming up for the next generation? So we'll be back in a moment with the fabulous Amber J. Lawson and the Tech Cat. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. 
With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. And we're back with the fabulous Amber J. Lawson, who's talking to us about Good Amplified, which is a multi-channel network that is all about doing good and helping not-for-profits understand how to play in the content space. So this is a loaded question to ask Amber J., if you know her, but I want to know what kind of tech toys you have in your house. What are you you playing with? (laughs) (laughs) Remember, this is a PG show. But, um, you know, the, everyone's talking a lot about their smartphones and their different uh, connected to the Internet of Things devices. But as someone, you know, dancing in the Internet connected content space, what, what are some of the things that you depend on or play with? Well, I really am into my, like, Chromecast and, you know, throwing my... Um, throwing my Netflix or my Amazon onto my TV. Um, I haven't got into the new Apple TV as much, um, and I want a Nest, like something crazy. Now, interesting, do you use the Chrome um, Chromecast um, in business meetings? Are you showing up at environments and just, you know, casting to various uh, TVs there? You know, it, I have to say it's pretty old school dongles, but it's nice to see that they have them because okay. I think that was a step in the right direction. Yeah. It used to be, I mean, I always have my own, but like it used to be, they would be like, what are you talking about with these Mac computers? And um, now I think it's it's more adapted, but no, are you showing up to meetings with your Chromecast? No, you know, I find that most uh, most conference rooms these days have an Apple TV and then they'll up on the screen will be the Wi-Fi network that you connect to and then it shares your, your uh your screen because you use the Apple TV interface, you know, the air sharing from the air. Well, so. I'll, I'll tell you where I spend most of my time is in Google Hangouts. Okay. Interesting. And okay. Yeah. So most of the nonprofits we talk to, we do a Google Hangout to walk them through um, how it works. Um, and 50% of the time they haven't, you know, they're, they're just downloading it for the first time. So I'm injecting tech into their world. Um, But the good news about this is I would say 80 plus percent have a digital person internally now, which, you know, two years ago was certainly not the case. But now it's part of their um, team, part of their budgets, um, and and part of the DNA of the company. Oh, that's... um it's interesting because I just did a Google Hangout and I didn't do Hangout Air, mm-hmm. which would have been smarter because it would have instantly saved to YouTube. And, and so there, there are all these subtleties with these platforms that um, 
that you need to understand, but I definitely have been finding myself using Skype and Hangout a lot more in business situations. Um, it, you know, it seems to be a, something everybody understands now. It's not this like foreign thing. Yeah. And um, as a company, we're all virtual. So um, Hangouts are really the best place where we can all, and now obviously Skype, that you can do that, that, that we can have a group of people all looking at each other uh, around the planet and having conference calls or syncing on various projects. Now, are you finding yourself still traveling a lot, or is the Google Hangout and Skype and all that a good way? You know, is this the tech that is helping us be a global community, to to your point, but not have to travel so much? Well, I would say I don't have to travel as much in that I don't have to have these kind of kickoff meetings or or start the relationship meetings, but I I do think... um, at some point, face-to-face is key in, in moving the relationship forward. Um, in fact, we had our holiday party last night for Good Amplified, and I hadn't met three of the people face-to-face yet. Oh, my gosh. That's so interesting. <laughs> is that crazy? Um, but, yeah. So, like, uh, you know, we're running our company with uh, people that are uh, haven't met in person yet. Now, let, let me ask you, you had mentioned that you really want to nest, and, and why is that? Is that something that you've just seen other people use? You, you know, you understand that it will help you save money? Like, what, what's your reasoning for it? Well, I think from an uh, environmental perspective and a, um, uh, an efficiency financially, but also um, in saving our environment, I think it's key. Like, we, uh, we've started to adopt... Um, uh, keeping our water like over the summer and using our shower water to water our lawns and um, because we wanted to keep our lawn and we didn't want it to turn hot out there but we also didn't you know wanted to recycle our water and that may sound creepy but it, it's we use a lot of water washing our bodies people and then the idea of of um you know, um, moving away from, uh, you know, using as much energy. I just think any so, way that we so can you, that. You, so you have uh, so sustainability has uh, sort of creeped into your life. And do you think it's because culturally you're now dealing with, uh, you know, do-gooders and not-for-profits, so, you know, some of that is infusing into you? Or were you always somebody that thought about sustainability because certainly I mean we have a nest and we're um, we're trying to get our lawn replaced with fake lawn and we're trying to do all these different things but I think honestly we think about it more from a we're slightly financially driven by it and we want to do the right thing but it's not it's not like natural to us yeah you know and and I'm Gen X um, so sustainability is very important to me and I want there to be a future for my daughter but it's not it's not, it doesn't permeate me, and it sounds to me like it's permeating you. And is that part of this social good world? It's part of that culture? Because usually they're all well, bundled I, together. Yeah, I have to say, I think, like, I am not an early adopter when it comes to climate, um, you know. Uh, Te- technology. Uh, yeah, but I feel it's become easier and it's more in my world and to make this step to that has been made easier. So 
I'm an early adopter in that sense, but I'm not an early adopter like people who've been, you know, off the grid for for 10 years or, um, you know, in in um, solar panels. We haven't gone that far yet, but but it's but it's interesting now because they're making it easier. You know, when it becomes easier to adopt it, um, people adopt, people adopt. Now, what about Gen Z or some people are calling them the plurals because they're the generation after millennials. And it's the first pluralistic generation in our country where the majority is not white. Um, are you guys looking at Gen Z now or a lot of the brands and the nonprofits talking about them or is everyone still focused on millennials? I think they're still focused on millennials. That's um, frankly, they're just now adopting and understanding that they have to behave differently um, with the millennial generation. And and if you're thinking from a, um, an adoption and financial perspective, the millennials are just now coming into maturity and making enough money that could affect in, in the in the donors kind of like. Uh, or a nonprofit's funnel, right? The the biggest chunk of money comes from currently like the Gen Xers and the generation before us. So, um, so but as that transitions, now they're moving into how the millennials' behavior, how they work, how they give, how they support, how to better uh, partner with them. And, you know, when I was talking about this, being a subscriber is a donor retention program. It is because it's a behavior that um, millennials are used to, right? They get a YouTube digest every day or every week, depending on where they set their preferences, that um, is another touch point um, for a brand, in this case, a nonprofit, to create brand awareness and convert them into a giver or donor or activist on their behalf. You know, they say in marketing, it takes, what, six to eight touch points before someone converts. Here's a passive way in a behavior that millennials already do in order to, through storytelling, touch them and, and um, convert them over time. Uh, uh, again, it's it's all such new language for so many people um, that it's interesting that the reason they're, you know, jumping on the bandwagon is because their numbers are going down. They're being forced to rather than just making smart business decisions, right? Or maybe the two things are connected. Um, um, and, and for you, do you think this is going to be, a, you know, if we look at the end of 2015, is this like one of the biggest sort of social good years out there? Are people, you know, contributing again? Um, you know, have, have we activated this generation to, to start writing checks? Um, if we make it easy, they will, they will give but you cannot miss that moment or call to action and make it easy because it is very, um, our attention is very limited. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm the same way. Right. And if I, if I go to give to something and the steps are too much or I get lost in the process, I will, move on, right? And then forget to come back. And it's not out of, you know, spite or intention. It's just how we kind of think of things now and move through 
Um, yeah, it's got to be easy. It, it does have to be easier because you're so over, overwhelmed all the time. Um, well, when we come back from our fabulous uh, break and talk more to the fabulous Amber J and Good Amplified, I want to get a little bit into some of the other uh, places that you are playing around with because you, you wear many hats um, outside of Good Amplified and they all kind of circle back together. But I'd love to hear um, some of those things where you're going to be speaking next. Um, also, what you're reading and where you get your information from, because you are, you know, one of the most connected people I know, and um, you are everywhere all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I live vicariously through you as I'm passing out on my couch at nine o'clock at night, but because um, I'm so exhausted from being the tech cat. But yeah. when, when yeah. we come back, more from Amber J. Lawson, Good Amplified, and let's find out, uh, you know, how she uh, keeps up all her energy. You gonna give us a meow? Meow. All right, we'll be back soon. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. And we're back. I'm sorry, I was getting distracted by someone texting me who has been listening to our conversation. Oh my gosh, what did they say, Lori? <laughs> well, they said they actually do want to know, what do you read at night? Like, what does Amber J read? Does Amber J ever read? Because Amber J is never home. <laughs> I don't read. Uh, no, I read every, I read tweets. <laughs> I read emails. Uh I start my day with my Twitter feed, my Facebook, uh, Tube Filter, Video Inc., and Synopsis. And, um, and then when I read for pleasure, I do books on tape. And I've been also listening to the Serial podcast, the new oh, one that came yep, out. Yep, yep. And then the books on tape I'm reading right now is your buddy. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, Peter Goober. Ah. Um, the storytelling one? Uh, yeah, t- 
Tell to Win. Tell to Win. Um, are you listening to the Tech Cat Show podcast as well? Obviously, I <laughs> am. Yes. Now, um, you're very involved in uh, curating um, events for the, the folks over at Banff. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, we have uh, the L.A. version of Banff is uh, February 17th here at the London in Los Angeles. Uh, we're, we're just announcing some of the awesome development executives that will be there. I think the email will hit your inboxes tomorrow morning. Um, and a couple of the sessions that we have rolling out, we're also stacking the deck. I mean, this year's BAMP, um, company of distinction is HBO. So we have, um, Mr. Pepler doing the keynote at BAMP. And, and um, can you just explain to everybody what BAMF is if they've never heard of it before? Because it's such a cool uh, conference and experience. Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of the Davos of content. <laughs> <laughs> In that it is, it is TV and digital um, decision makers uh, coming together around the development and distribution of content. It's not... A, um, it's not like a sales market like MIP TV where you're licensing out to, you know, international um, buyers, but it is an, an international marketplace for the creation of ideas and formats. And so you get a lot of showrunners. It's kind of the kickoff to Emmy season and Emmy campaigns. And, um, and you get the big broadcasters there. Um, so you have super, super experienced, you know, superstars like last year, um, Jill Soloway, uh, did a masterclass, um, unreal did, uh, they were before that series had unleashed. Uh, so, so you get a little taste of things before they come out and you hear from the experts and then as kind of new creators in the market trying to figure out where they what where they should tell their stories um they get to pitch to these buyers so like E1 and Lionsgate and HBO and A&E and um Shaw and Bell and ABC and Disney are all all participants in the festivities as well as all of the MCNs, Maker, um, Full Screen, uh, Awesomeness TV, Kin Community, um, and then all those digital storytellers as well. And then this year, uh, we're really building out this brand summit. So bringing in consumer brands as we shift into this content marketing, you know, um, our traditional storytellers or, or showrunners are now embracing um, because commercials are, are getting, you know, fast forwarded over, right? They're, uh, the pre-roll now has ad blocker on it. Um, how to create brands as part of the DNA of content to fund it. As, the, as these models are shifting like crazy. Yeah, and it's so interesting, too, because these days the curation of these events is so deeply reflective of what's actually happening in the industry because there's not big lags between big announcements and big events. You know, it's all sort of connected. You're not, like, waiting six months later um, for, for an event based on something well, that happens. 
And the other thing that's happened, a kind of a demand in the marketplace, we created this year the Digital Parliament. And so that is a hundred invited guests of digital decision makers in the room talking about three burning issues in the industry that they are then coming out with a solution for and that they're going to adopt into their businesses for the four months leading up until BAMP. And then when we're at BAMP together saying, hey, that worked or that didn't work. Um, And this is also part of the, the Content Industry Connect or the CICLA that's happening on February 17th. And it's a closed door half day that happens before the Content Industry Connect. And you might indeed also have the Tech Cat at the uh, Banff. Yes! At <laughs> Banff, in the mountains. In the mountains, we'll be broadcasting. So um, that's very exciting stuff. And just as a, as a, a last note on what you're up to, um, you know, Comedy Gives Back, I know you mentioned it earlier, but can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so Comedy Gives Back, we started in 2011 beta testing it, if you will. But, but it was really a vision of, look, the technology had evolved and has evolved where we can live stream around the planet. And all we needed was an internet connection, um, a microphone, or microphone, uh, a <laughs> camera pointed at a comic. And then um, plug into the sound system, the microphone on the stage. And, you know, we were, we were broadcasting from um, comedy clubs in Australia, London, New York, and L.A., um, as well as hubbed out of the What's Trending studio in Hollywood where we had, like, the likes of Zach Galifianakis and um, uh, Comedy Bang Bang and Reggie Watts and all sorts of different traditional comics as well as like Shay Carl and Falula and um, Shira Lazar who are digital natives who all came together um, in 2013 we went 24 hours around the globe for malaria no more um, and then you know we were at South by Southwest and um, the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal and then in 2016 we're um, taking it to television Ooh, and so the whole thing is going to uh, go on a broadcast network? Um, parts of it are going to be on a broadcast network, but true to our digital roots, the majority of it will happen online. Ooh, that's exciting, too. Yes. Uh, so you're really, you're really um, playing around with th- that cross-platform experience that these millennials and Gen Zers have come to expect and also true to people's behavior. We... we eat a little bit at different places. Yeah, and I think what it does is it it, ex- it exposes uh, the digital natives to, um, there's this thing called broadcast television because, you know, a lot of them are cord nevers and they're not, they're watching all their content on YouTube. That's A, why it's so important for nonprofits to be on YouTube, but um, B, that... Um, exposing this generation to, oh, here is a network, which I can't name yet because we haven't announced it, but that, um, that maybe that they didn't even know, you know, like what the programming was and to be exposed to it and, and to be kind of in the DNA of the millennial generation, right? It's entertainment, which we love, and it's giving back. 
and and hopefully in an interesting, disruptive, and impactful way that causes people into action and laughter. <laughs> laughter is always helpful when you're um, enjoying something, right? Well, they actually say that the um, laughter around giving back is the is one of the most effective tools because unless you are a hardcore supporter of a certain kind of cause, it's it's a great gateway for people to engage and interact without kind of the 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 heaviness that can come with you know what these nonprofits are doing. Right. And also, yeah, helping uh, people who are in in need. So Amber J. Lawson, I don't know, do you ever actually sleep? No, I am a vampire. (laughs) That's why I always have my sunglasses on, is that uh, (laughs) I'm a vampire. All right. Well, where can people find out more um, ultimately about Good Amplified? Um, Because we've got to jump off and wrap up the show, but goodamplified.com or go to YouTube. um, Where where can people find it? You can find us on all platforms. Um, goodamplified.com is our site. You can sign up there. If you're a nonprofit, you can hit us up on Twitter at Good Amplified um, and on Facebook as well. Um, or you can follow me at Amber J. Lawson. Um, I'm Amber J. at goodamplified.com. Um, and let's do good at scale. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Amber J. Lawson. Loving to hear about the do-gooder that you are and all that's happening with Good Amplified and Banff and Comedy Gives Back. And we've learned a lot today about the not-for-profit space. Join us again next week on the Tech Cat Show. More fabulous people, more tech trends impacting your business. And uh, maybe we'll uh, implement the meow as an official uh, Tech Cat guest uh, call to action. Meow. Thanks, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management